Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Satan will say to you when we're praying, well, God isn't going to answer that. He's already said no to you. There had been no response to Daniel. So it wasn't a denial at all. It was just a delay. And of course, Daniel didn't know it. And we won't know it. Many of us don't get the glimpse, but that's why the story's in Daniel. It opens our eyes to a spiritual part of this world. Understand that you and I, at the core of who we are, are spiritual beings. Yes, we're body. Yes, we're soul, mind, will, and emotions. But the real you and I, we are spiritual People are so inclined to believe the negative about a situation. Even Christ followers who have the Spirit of God inside them can let the whispering lies of the devil influence their thinking and their believing. You'll hear in Pastor Mark's teaching today about the unknown battle Daniel had when he was praying about an issue. You'll get a glimpse behind the curtain, so to speak, and see what's really going on when you pray. You'll learn that praying many times is about pushing through till the answer comes. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Daniel chapter 10 as he begins his message, Persistent Prayer. Let's turn in our Bibles. We're going to be... uh, Actually, in Daniel a little bit, so you can turn to Daniel, and then a couple of other places. In the old days, and I don't remember this, if you missed a stagecoach, what they would say to you, well, another one will be by next week. Today, if we miss a section of the swinging door, we get all anxious and mad. It's changed just a little bit. We're in this fast-paced world, and we're kind of set up for it. For instance, many of the crime shows that we have, CSI and many of them, they'll have not just one, but they'll have two or three things. And in one hour, everything is solved. It's finished, and it's done. And we go on to next week's, well, two more, and they're solved. So we kind of look at that and we go, well, this is the way it should be. I was reading in the newspaper the other day, more and more of the fast food restaurants are looking at making the eating part inside very small. In fact, many of them now, there's prototypes out there, Wendy's and so forth, they don't even have an inside. It's all drive through And that's because that's the world we live in. Give me my food, get home, eat it actually before I get home so I can get on to do whatever. Now, with that fast-paced world, we kind of move the spiritual into it. The Bible teaches, well, God is going to solve our problems, but it doesn't always happen now. First thing to write is this. 
Prayer is to be consistent and persistent. First Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray continually. Now we've taught in this series, and you know it well, that prayer is simply a two-way conversation with a loving God. It's talking and listening to God. You see, we were created to be dependent on Him. So it isn't something that we do quickly and get it over with and get on with life. Prayer is life. It's one of the stakes that God asked us to stop before he would continue to expand the church. And by the way, since we've honored him, God's already begun expanding and more and more new things are taking place. Even all of you that are going to go down to the southern area, you're going to expand the kingdom of God there. Working, preparing food, whatever, sharing the gospel. So God is doing all of that. Now, when he wants to communicate with us on a consistent basis, we were reminded he's not, God hasn't got this heavenly storehouse up there. And when we ask him for something, he has to respond immediately and we're done with it. No, God loves to converse with us. So we're reminded in the disciples' prayer that the pattern that Jesus gave us was a consistent daily interaction of listening and talking to God. Now, Barclay in his Bible study says, Jesus came from a nation who loved prayer. The Jewish rabbis said the loveliest things about prayer. God is as near to his creatures as the ear to the mouth. Human beings can hardly hear two people talking at once, but God, if all the world calls to him at one time, hears their cry. Now, why does prayer need to be consistent, and why does it need to be persistent? Main reason is right here. Because of spiritual warfare, prayer must be consistent and persistent. You see, we have an enemy. The enemy hates prayer. Prayer is the deciding factor in spiritual warfare. You know, from Ephesians 6:18, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Now, let's turn, if you will, to Daniel chapter 10 in your Bibles, Old Testament. As you remember Daniel, one of the young Hebrews that's been carried away into captivity. And in chapter 9, you're turning to chapter 10. We'll start down in verse 10. In chapter 9, Daniel began praying to God for wisdom and for understanding. In fact, Daniel 9.23 says, As soon as you begin to pray, an answer was given, which I have come to tell you. For you are highly esteemed. Therefore, consider the message and understand the vision. So, Daniel gets this incredible vision from God, and we pick up that interaction with the angel and Daniel in verse 10. A hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said, Daniel, you are highly esteemed. Consider carefully the words I am about to speak to you. and Stand up, for I have now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. And then he continued, Do not be afraid, Daniel. 
Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. So the angel informed Daniel that on the very first day that Daniel prayed, God heard Daniel's prayer. But Daniel had to keep praying. And we see, interesting in verse 13, the reason. Look at it. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. He says, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind and understand these things, Daniel, God heard. But it took 21 days for the answer to come. Why? Well, we get a picture a little bit about prayer. We get a little picture about spiritual warfare. Why hasn't God answered your prayer? Why hasn't answered mine? Has God forgotten you? Well, this is the kind of thing Satan comes to us. Well, you know, there's too much happening and you're really not the Christian you should be and you just didn't, you're not really living right and God only answers those special super people and God doesn't care about the little problem you have. And often we relate to that. We listen to that stuff from Satan. You know, we pray and we expect this immediate answer. It doesn't come and so Satan goes, oh, I know how to get him. I know how to get him. And pretty soon we think that our prayers are like bouncing off the ceiling and coming back again. All of us know what that's like. We pray, but we don't seem to see any response. Well, that's because there's a tremendous amount of spiritual warfare. Now, the next statement you know, don't even need to write it down, but it's probably good just to remind you in your mind. Satan seeks to hinder our prayers. That's his goal. He comes to steal the confidence that we have in prayer. And I think this is a very interesting verse, 2 Corinthians 2.11. In order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. And I do want you to write this down because this is primary to our teaching. One of Satan's greatest schemes is to get Christians to give up. In parentheses of give up, you can just write the word get discouraged. You see, if I've seen anything over the many years that I minister to people, one of the greatest things Satan uses is discouragement. And when we get discouraged, you're just going to throw in the towel and give up. Well, that is a scheme of Satan. That's what he was using for Daniel. 21 days, Daniel continues to pray. No answer. 21 days. Some of you are praying for something way longer than 21 days. But Satan simply wants us to give up hope. And when we give up hope, we just stop praying. And remember, prayer is the thing that brings the answer for God. So if I stop praying, I stop the answer from coming. In fact, later on, we're going to read the passage in Luke 18. Jesus says this, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray, slash, and not give up. So the victorious Christian life is a life of prayer. It has to be 
just part of our natural day. It's it. The Christian life isn't marked by this. Well, I pray so I don't have any interaction with Satan. On the contrary, when we pray and our prayer life is effective, you can expect Satan to be there. That's what Daniel was. Daniel was so effective in his prayer life. Remember, he prayed often, three times a day and more than that. It was just part of his life. And of course, Satan knew that and came to hinder his prayers. Well, Satan is out to hinder your prayers and my prayers. So because of that, I must be consistent and I must be persistent. I have to keep praying. Daniel did that. His answer came as a result of being persistent in his prayer. So, just want to write this one thing down. Keep praying because God's delays, you know this, are not his denials. You see, Satan will say to you when we're praying, well, God isn't going to answer that. He's already said no to you. There had been no response to Daniel. So it wasn't a denial at all. It was just a delay. And of course, Daniel didn't know it. And we won't know it. Many of us don't get the glimpse, but that's why the story's in Daniel. It opens our eyes to a spiritual part of this world. Understand that you and I, at the core of who we are, are spiritual beings. Yes, we're body. Yes, we're soul, mind, will, and emotions. But the real you and I, we are spiritual. That's where the battle comes. Now, at this point, I want Aldo to come, if you will. Aldo and Peggy are wonderful people in our body. And once when we were over to their house, they shared an incredible testimony. So I've asked Aldo to just share with you a little bit of the testimony. And you can see as he begins to speak that he comes from South Palm Bay. No. (laughs) Good evening. We prayed every 12 long years for our daughter. One morning, 1992, one morning she got up. We all get up, she gave us a kiss, and she left, and we never saw her for 12 years. And every night, my wife and I, Peggy, we prayed it, persistent prayer. And uh, sometimes, you know, is a God there? Did he answer us? Did he hear us? My never wave. I said, the God that they saved me, he will bring our daughter back. Last year, we had the tank over here. We put all those petitions inside, and we put ours. And at the same time, my wife, she went in the back in the prayer room, and one of the elders prayed over her about our daughter. In the same time, a friend of mine from Massachusetts, he called me and said, we find a Bible on top of the table, and the Bible belongs to your daughter. Now I know that God started answering my prayer. Something's going to happen, I said. So in a week, we got a letter from my daughter. We didn't know where she was. We didn't know she was alive. But the letter, you know where she lives? She lives over here in Florida, in St. Petersburg. And she said it to me on the letter. She said it to us. And she said, if you got something in your heart for me, please call me. Oh, my God, yes. 
I called her. Excuse me. And she was at home, so I left my message with a phone number. She called me back. And the words that I heard, that I just started praise God. Cry and praise God. That's all I said. And now, prayer is everything to me. If some of you is in the same situation, please don't give up. It took 12 years. It could take 12 days, 12, 12 minutes. You don't know how close you got to you win the person, and sometimes we give up. Don't give up. Jesus will answer prayer. Believe in me. He answered prayer. Okay? Thank you. Praise God. And of course, they've been reunited with her, been with her. She never really gave all the explanation. And the only thing they're continuing to pray for is now that she'll come back to the Lord. Can you imagine coming home one day? How, how old was she, Aldo, when she left? She was 27. They came home one day, gave her a kiss, never saw her for the next 12 years. But God still answers prayer. Every night, persistently praying, asking God. And when I heard that, and I thought about this series, I said, I have to have you guys share. You see, when we see that, sometimes it just brings back to us a realization. Here's somebody in our body, and of course there's many more stories than that, that are real stories. And you know the people, and you know the hurt. You can imagine the hurt. We're going to talk about that more at the end. Now, turn, if you will, to Luke chapter 18. There's so many things in the Bible where we're challenged to pray. And being in the medical field, sometimes I'm interested in prayer for people who are sick and so forth. And we have this incredible group of people that go visit the hospitals. Donna Marjo kind of head that whole thing up, and they visit the hospitals for us. So again, so again, if you have people in the hospital and they don't sign their name in as going to Calvary Chapel, we won't know to visit them. But they're there every day. They have a whole group of people that do that. We have another whole group of people that are getting ready to work with the hospice people and be there with them. And it's just a great area where we can minister. In fact, I got a call today. Maybe God will speak to one of you gentlemen. I got a call from a lady who comes to the church and her husband is bound in a home. He can't get out. And he just wanted somebody to come for maybe a half hour every week or every other week and just uh, talk with him. He's saved and just spend a half hour with him. They live here in Bavar County. So if one of you feel like, well, man, I'd like to do that. I'll just take a half hour every other week and just go spend time with him. That'd be a wonderful thing. See, just being people that love people. That's what we're about here. You say, well, we're too big. No, that gives us an opportunity to do a lot more. Well, this article was all about prayer, and it says, study hopes to determine whether prayer can heal from afar. The whole article goes on. They're doing this study from thousands of miles. Somebody's 3,000 miles away. They're praying for these individuals in a hospital in San Francisco, and I won't go into all the details. But one of the headlines says, well, it's kind of a shaky thing because Really, it's mind over matter. If somebody knows they're being prayed for, then they just kind of get better because they know they're getting prayed for. It's just mind over matter. And I like the scientists. Listen to this. This is classic since we're hearing all kinds about organisms and microbes today. It says this. Critics often complain that if you see positive results in humans, in hospitals and so forth, it is because of positive thinking. 
or the placebo effect, said uh, Larry Dorsey, a retired internist in Santa Fe, New Mexico. But he says, let me tell you, microbes don't think positively, and they're not subject to the placebo effect. I love it. You know, the stuff causing the infection, the microbes are going, let's just think positive. No infection today. No infection today. Well, it doesn't work like that. So praise God. When they're healed, they're healed because it's a spiritual principle. Amen. So uh, I thought, classic. I love it. In Luke 18, story you're probably familiar with if you've read through the Bible. Jesus gives us a parable. And there's lots of things about parables, but this parable specifically, you have to remember, you don't try to analyze down to the minute detail. You look for the principle that's there. And we have the principle in verse 1. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them, here's the answer, that they should always pray and not give up. The New Living Translation says, One day Jesus told his disciples a story to illustrate their need for constant prayer and to show them that they must simply never give up. So always praying and not giving up involves one thing. Just by verse 18 in your Bible, write this word, faith. You see, it's not a matter of Praying, now will lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord my soul to keep. That's a robot prayer that has no faith connected with it, usually. Unless you're afraid of the dark or whatever, then you'd probably have some faith with it. And we have to be careful. Many of you read Beth Moore's book, Believing God, and I know a number of you ladies, my wife included, and Sharon are teaching a Bible study in the ladies thing on believing God. And remember her premise is this. While we believe in God... But we don't believe God. You say, well, Pastor Mike, I'm praying. Well, I had to challenge myself, and I do this constantly now because I've read the book. Am I praying in faith, or am I just praying? There's a huge difference. Just praying, or I'm actually mixing it with faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So Jesus isn't talking about just praying, to be praying. He's talking that prayer that has faith, that believes that God can do something. It's not this religious exercise separate from faith. By the way, Christians are to live by faith and pray with faith. Jesus says this, As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. And when he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and he asked them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said something very important. According to your faith, will it be done to you? According to your faith, will it be done to you? In other words, he said, Well, do you believe I can do this? And they said, Well, sure. Sometimes we're like that, but then we're kind of like in James chapter 1, sure, but I'm not really sure. That's the unstable man. And the unstable man, it says, will receive nothing from the Lord. So when these two blind men come, they prayed, God, I know you can do it. And unanswered prayer, if we're not careful, unanswered prayer causes our faith to weaken. Today, Pastor Mark taught about the qualities of answered prayer. 
you'll learn that prayer has to be consistent and persistent. He shared that God made it this way to build your spiritual character. You also found out that the devil hates prayer and will try whatever he can to keep you from praying. You heard that discouragement is one of his biggest weapons. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will conclude his teaching, Persistent Prayer. You'll hear a parable that Jesus told his followers to help them understand the principle of persistent prayer. You'll learn about praying, not using formulas, but with sincerity from your heart. Pastor Mark will share about the different ways God answers prayer and how best to react to them. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series called Real Conversations with God. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen-